Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Here for the Crack with me, Emma Neal. I hope you're all doing well. Oh my god, when you're listening to this, it's going to be the week of Christmas, so happy Christmas everyone. I know there's always a lot of pressure around Christmas to kind of always be doing the most and, you know, always going out, always drinking, buying everyone presents and it's just like a very hectic time of the year, although also such a nice time of the year when I feel like everyone's very loving and just friendly. Everyone has a lot of love to give around Christmas. I wish we could kind of keep that, maintain that positivity throughout the rest of the year. Anyway, yeah, I feel like there's just a lot of pressure around Christmas. And I just want to say, if you want to take this time to slow down, then you should definitely do that. Because I was having a think about this the other day and I was looking at my calendar and I was literally getting stressed out, even just looking at it about how much was going on. And then I was like, do you know what? I don't need to go all out on every single occasion, you know? Obviously, it is nice too sometimes, but I really want to get into the habit of getting like alcohol-free spirits, you know, like the Clean Co ones that Spencer Matthew does, his brand Clean Co, and he does like the alcohol-free tequila and alcohol-free gin and vodka. I really want to start buying them and like alternating every drink that I drink so that you still feel like you're drinking and keeping up with everyone, but every other drink is actually alcohol-free. Is that not a bit of a life hack? You'll have a better night because you won't be a messy drunk you'll remember everything and you'll wake up fresher in the morning. Like, it only comes with positives. I really need to buy this because I keep talking about it and I haven't actually pulled through on it. And the thing is, I don't want to limit myself in terms of like, I don't want to have to pick to not go to certain nights because, you know, you've gone too wild on other nights or to have to be selective about shit because you're scared that, you know, you'll be too hungover for the next day when you've got something else on. But I like want to go to all these things because I feel like at Christmas you see so many people that you haven't seen in so long. Like it's the one time of year all of my friends are at home because barely any of my friends live at home now. It's the one time of year everyone comes back and I want to go to all those things. I want to see everyone and I feel like it's just a good way of being able to still keep up with everything. If you're a hangover kind of person, if you're not a hangover kind of person, you're flying. Drink as much as you want. Well, you can drink as much as you want regardless. Oh my god, also, this is the first year in my three years of uni that I've had deadlines after Christmas. Up until now, any of my deadlines have been prior to Christmas, which is so good because you can just get it all done, submitted, out of the way, don't have to worry about a single thing over the Christmas holidays, and you literally, well, you get such a long break, uh, a long Christmas break when you're at uni, it's like, I think it's five or six weeks. So to have that whole time and not have to do any uni work was absolute bliss, but this year I've got deadlines after January and I know what I'm like and I know the second I go home I'm going to forget about everything and it's just going to go out the window and then catch me freaking out after New Year. Although I have six days left in Leeds, right, and I'm planning on getting as much done as possible. Like I'm not going out at all this weekend. I'm going to literally do like full on nine. No, that's such a lie. When have I ever made it to the library for nine? Don't kid yourself, Emma. I don't think I've ever made it to the library earlier than 11 and I get up early. I get up at like 7 or 8. That's not early to some people I know but yeah I get up early but I just I don't know my morning routine is so long and it's so unnecessary but I don't think I've once made it to the library earlier than mm, I'm gonna say half 10, 11. No half 11 probably. Unless I have class obviously then I'll go in for that 
but yeah really struggled to get out of the house earlier than that but this week it's going to be full on like not leaving the library until I'm starving and ready for dinner type of thing to then come home and go to bed because I'm just determined to get everything done so I don't need to worry about anything over Christmas so yeah encourage you to all do the same there's nothing worse than enjoying yourself and then you know mid-sip you're like ah fuck my dissertation (laughs) or just having you know that gray cloud over you where you're constantly thinking even when you're trying to have a good time there's just something in the back of your mind that you're thinking about because you haven't got it done I know I said in my last episode I was so scared to come back to Leeds because I was like it's gonna go one of two ways I'm either gonna get there and have a mental breakdown and isolate myself from everything and everyone and not get out of bed (laughs) but thank god it actually went the complete opposite way it kind of just catapulted me straight back into my routine which I think was definitely the best thing for me sometimes you just need to keep busy and you know just get straight back into your routines and your little things that do like no matter how small they are do bring you happiness you know I just feel like at home at home I was wallowing but I needed the time to wallow you know you kind of need to feel the emotions to get through them and then since I've been here I've actually been so fine which sounds kind of psychotic to say and also doesn't sound very like me to say so yeah I think coming back here to be honest was like the best thing for me the only thing I haven't really picked back up again is cooking I'm sure everyone else gets this when you're just, you're in a slump, you know, your mood's down, everything's down (laughs) and you just can't even feed yourself. Like you're living on soup and bagels kind of thing. Yeah, that is still very much apparent. Apart from this morning, I made myself a nice brunch this morning that had, you know, the whole shebang, like sausages, vegan eggs, avocado, beans, toast. So that was really good. But apart from that, I honestly don't think I've cooked once since I've been back. I've just been heating up soup, toasting bread and bagels, toasting pita bread with hummus. I think that's about it, to be honest. (laughs) And just buying some food out. That's the least of my worries. At least I'm still getting food into me. I'm still feeding myself. Getting back into cooking will just maybe come a little bit further down the line. I think once I'm not so busy with uni work, then I'll get back into it. So I do apologise for the lack of cooking content. I know there's literally been none over the last couple of weeks and it genuinely just is because I haven't been cooking for myself. Okay, my recommendation of the week. This is a no-brainer for me because it honestly, I don't know what I would have done for the last week without these. So the other weekend when I was home, me and my mum went to Marks and Spencer's to do a little thermal shop. M&S have this whole section, kind of like within their lingerie and sleepwear section, that is dedicated to thermals. And it is the best thing ever. (laughs) They've got thermals of all different, like you can get vest ones, t-shirt ones, long sleeved ones, and then you can get the leggings. You can get different thicknesses of thermals. And I genuinely, I don't know what I would have done this week. Like the temperature drop is no joke. It's minus four degrees every morning when I'm waking up. Also, my radiator doesn't work in my uni room, which is amazing. I've got someone to come look at it, thank God. But I don't think it's been working the whole time I've been living here, but I just didn't realise until it got really cold. And then I was like, okay, my room's an icebox. But it's fine. I've just been sleeping in my dressing gown and fluffy pyjamas and fluffy socks. And it's actually grand. But yeah, fingers crossed it gets fixed soon. Anyway, back to the thermals. I have not gone a single day without wearing them. They go under every single outfit. And they honestly, like, 
they make you not feel the cold. Because usually I find if you don't have them on, it doesn't matter how many layers you have on top, your big coat and everything, I'll still feel the wind like through my clothes. Whereas because the thermals are like tight to your body, it just keeps you protected from the cold so well. I could not recommend them enough. You obviously don't have to get the Marks and Spencers ones. I think like Primark do them. I've heard Uniqlo have really good ones. They've got like this line of thermals that's meant to be really good. Like they've got some patented technology. We don't have a Uniqlo in Belfast and there's not one in Leeds. I think there's just the one in London. But yeah, get yourself some thermals. I promise you, you will not regret it. It makes it so much easier to decide what to wear in the morning because you know that no matter, like I can put on a long skirt and be like, it's fine, my thermals are underneath it. I'm not going to feel the cold. Whereas before I had them, I was like, no, I can't wear a skirt too cold. Wind will be blowing up my arse. Or like, can't wear my cargoes. They're way too thin and they're baggy at the bottom. So I'm going to feel the cold through them. But now it's not a worry. All right. So this week's episode, obviously very fitting with it being the week of Christmas. I got you guys to send me in your funny Christmas do stories and like spill the tea on any drama that happened. I feel like Christmas do's can just sometimes be a bit of a recipe for disaster, you know, like you put all these people where there's maybe been a bit of tension or behind the scene drama going on and Chinese whispers have been happening and then all of a sudden everyone's together and there's a load of free drink involved. I just feel like it's always bound to kick off in some way. Although, I mean, that's not always the case. Have I ever had a non-dramatic Christmas do? Yeah, actually, yeah, I definitely have. I think it probably depends on the group of people. The issue is with... See, when I've had my ones with bar staff, I find they're always really fun. But the general consensus I'm getting is most of the drama happens when it's office Christmas do's. Christmas do's? Christmas do's? And I think that's maybe because of like all the range and ages and I don't know, sometimes office environments can be a little bit bitchy and like not problematic, but do you know what I mean? So then maybe it's just more bound to kick off as opposed to people that work in hospitality who are like have a different kind of relationship with each other. Like I think maybe I'm wrong in saying this. I've never worked in an office, so I could be completely off here, but I feel your relationship with office workers is a lot different. Like you're almost always putting on a front in front of them. Like you're always being your professional self, the work version of yourself and presenting yourself as that way. So for a lot of people, it's like the first time they're not going to be that version of themselves in front of all their colleagues. You know, the first time you're letting your hair down and having a drink with them and kind of like breaking those boundaries initially. Whereas I feel like that front is never really there amongst hospitality and retail staff because you're like always matesy with each other from the start. And especially if you're bar staff, like you're always drinking together, even when you're working. So nothing's changing then when you're drinking together at the Christmas do. I will just say before I get into the stories that I'm not going to lie, reading your stories and not even just reading your stories but also hearing stories from my friends that work in offices has really made me lose faith in humanity and how much people cheat on each other especially within office environments like I've got friends that work in London and it's a big thing in London you know to do Thursday work drinks type of thing especially if you work for like a big corporation they always kind of like pay for you to go for drinks and stuff together a lot of offices will even have like bars within the office so everyone just kind of heads there after work on a Thursday and the amount of stories I have heard from them 
of people cheating on their wives and their husbands, mostly mostly men to be honest, cheating on their wives. It's insane. And it honestly has made me think there's not a single person in this earth you can trust. The thought now of having a husband who works in an office, oh my god, it actually makes me feel physically sick. So yeah, just warning you in advance that there's a lot of cheating stories in here. I'm trying to think if I have any to add to this. Like, I'm trying to think of each of my jobs and what Christmas do's I went to. But I really can't think of anything. There's always people that get too drunk, but I don't think I've ever been to one where there's been, like, drama drama. Okay, let's read the first story. I worked at a law firm before I went to uni when I was 18, and we had our work do's with all the lawyers in the firm in Leeds. Bearing in mind this is one of the top 20 law firms. The older men, probably 10 years older than my dad, were already getting a bit weird when chatting at the table, but still loved to brag about how I was younger than their children. Then onto the dance floors and they're touching all the girls on their waist, dancing etc. So grim. All the PAs were being super flirty with the lawyers they work for, which I thought was odd, but whatever, just went with it and got very drunk. We leave the venue and head into town where they've hired somewhere on Call Lane. About an hour in and the lawyers are sniffing coke with two of the PAs either side of them like a fucking movie, haha. Then to top it off, one of the solicitors, probably 15 years older than me, starts messaging me on LinkedIn. New dating site, is it? Within a week, he's asking me for nudes and offers to pay lots of money. Oh my god. Anyway, that helped fun towards my gap year, haha, and whenever I wanted some extra dollar at uni, oh my god. That's so funny, oh my god. I can't believe a lawyer funded your gap year by paying for nudes. Okay, here's another one. Went out last night with my colleagues for the first time. I'm relatively new to the company and we all got very drunk playing drinking games and ended up confessing all of our sex stories. Now everyone knows I've shagged in a bush and I've been fingered on a plane and a police van. <laughs> what? I genuinely don't think I can face them at work again now. Oh my god. That is just the last thing you want to tell all your co-workers. <laughs> I would not be able to sit in an office knowing they all know that information about me. <laughs> Next one. Christmas do drama. I went home from uni last weekend for my Christmas do at my part-time job. I've been patching things up recently with my ex-boyfriend who I had been with for about two years and met in this job until we amicably, am, uh, until we amicably decided to part in August. We have slowly decided that this was not what we actually want and the night before the Christmas do, we met up and everything was going well. People at our work could sense we were still on good terms and the work do was going well. Until I got extremely drunk and so did he. Towards the end of the night, I walked back into the party from outside to see his arm around another girl we knew from work. He was stroking her hair and they were laughing. I felt so humiliated as he had done this in front of all our other colleagues who knew about our relationship. I very quickly left and one of my friends gave me a lift home where I was hysterically crying. When I got home, this is where I went into crazy mode. I then decided to leave my house again and run back to the party, bearing in mind I was about a 20 minute walk away. <laughs> I was sprinting down the road when I hear my dad shout, get in the car now. <laughs> he had heard me crying and the door go and had followed me in his PJs. <laughs> I get into the car and he says we're going home. So I get out of the car whilst it's still moving. 
I agree to get back in the car as long as he takes me to the party. I didn't go back into the party but I spoke to my ex outside who was so drunk he couldn't speak so I spent about 10 minutes screaming at him until my dad dragged me away. Anyways, following day I was supposed to be up early to drive back to uni for an assessed presentation. (laughs) Instead I had the worst hangover ever and had to pretend I had a sickness bug to get out of doing it. Safe to say it's put me off drinking for a while. P.S. Things are resolved with the ex and it was a bit of a misunderstanding. He's got a bit of groveling to do though. That is so funny. It's so dramatic. Like the dad dragging you back into your car. So funny when you're drunken on a mission and just start running places, isn't it? I used to be so bad for that. Like we just run off on my own all the time, but I haven't really done that in years to be honest. Okay, next one. Perfect timing as I had my Christmas due last night. One of the managers was at the party last night and was making out with one of our colleagues, grabbing ass proper Matt Matt Hancock style. This happened multiple times. Both of them are married to other people with young kids. Another twist is that the manager's wife works for the same business. Was she there? Oh God. They're in their 40s and they were blackout drunk, so embarrassed for them and also disgusted. That is so bad as well that everyone knows they have kids. Like, oh, at least go to another room. Like, at least try and be discreet. Because then you feel guilty for like knowing that information. Oh no, one of my colleagues straddling another colleague in the corner of the smoking area in our tiny local pub. They were in clear view of the entire smoking area, very awkward. Imagine the fear you would wake up with the next morning after straddling someone in the smoking area. (laughs) Alright, next story. Every year, me and my brother go to the pub on Christmas Eve and get very, very drunk. We get a Chinese and sit under the bus stop to eat it and then make our way to church for a midnight mass. Oh my god, this is such a funny tradition to have. <laughs> go and get really drunk, get a Chinese, eat it at the bus stop, go to midnight mass. <laughs> Last year, however, it was definitely when we both took it too far. We turned up half an hour late and just made it for the bread and wine bit where we have to kneel at the front of the church and sip the drink the priest gives us. Me and my brother, however, were desperate for a wee, so once we ate the bread, we ran out the church and had a piss outside. We thought it was the field bit outside the church, but instead it was someone's grave. We didn't realise till the next morning when we walked past the church on our Christmas walk and clocked that we'd pissed in the wrong area. (laughs) Safe to say we won't be going to Midnight Mass this year. We still feel so much guilt to this day. I just want to know in what world it's ever a good idea to go to midnight mass drunk and how you actually even sit through the whole service while drunk. Do you know I know someone that gets a Chinese for Christmas dinner? They just, their family just can't be bothered cooking so they just get a big Chinese, put it in the middle, everyone helps themselves. Actually kind of genius. I, to be honest, didn't even know restaurants were open on Christmas day. Well, I know like hotel ones and stuff are obviously, but yeah. Wasn't really aware you could get a Chinese if you wanted to on Christmas Day. Went to my Christmas party at a winery I worked at. For context, I worked as a waitress and the owner's son, who was around my age, worked in the kitchen as a chef. At the Christmas party, he was being really flirty and we went to his room with one of my friends who worked with me and had a joint. That night, hi, I'm very drunk, I felt there was something there. So at work, when we were both the ones closing, he pulled me in and kissed me. 
After that, we ended up sleeping together for a couple of weeks until I left for uni. Fast forward to a couple of years later, I ended up hooking up with one of my workmates in a new job on a night out after crate day, which is a tradition in New Zealand. Safe to say I might have a thing for workmates. Is it the secretiveness about it at work or the longing from working together every day? Couldn't tell you, but I'll try my best not to let it happen at the next Christmas party. No, they do say that there's something about workmates, like colleagues that, I don't know, like makes you fancy them. Because do you remember there was that trend going around on TikTok and it was like, is he hot or is he just, or like, is he hot or is he just Catholic? Is he hot or does he just, is he just six foot? Do you know what I mean? Stuff like that. And it was always a big one was, is he hot or is he just a colleague? And I think like there's always this weird tension, like sexual tension sometimes between colleagues because it's like the forbidden fruit in a way. Or maybe it's just because you actually get to know each other really well because you're with each other all the time. I don't know. Oh, dear God, this one's making me queasy reading it. Right. A girl at our netball dinner pre-drank too hard and threw up all night at the restaurant we booked. Honestly, fair, girly. But anyway, the whole restaurant was booked out and we didn't want to be kicked out, so we got her to the toilet to sober up. What I didn't know was that before she made it, she was actually sick in a glass at her table and her friends had hidden the glass under the table. So instead of making a poor waiter deal with it, I picked up the glass and poured it away. No, the thought of that. Oh, I can't. (laughs) Bless her. She was fine. It was all just funny in the end. Cannot believe I carried a glass of someone sick though. We've all been there. (sighs) Oh, you're a better woman than me. I don't think you'd catch me carrying a glass of someone sick. Okay, we've got some shorter ones now. Told my coworker I was in love with him and he didn't speak to me ever again. (laughs) I worked there for four months after Christmas. Christ. (laughs) Three of us went to the bathroom to investigate our nipples. (laughs) Interesting. At my work day, my manager asked me for anal, then lost his position when everyone found out. I'm not surprised. Staff night out in 2021 and the manager is a married woman and recovering alcoholic. She ended up having a shot and started drinking was meant to drive home but the next morning she never showed up to work and her husband came in looking for her. Turns out she went home with the hotel manager who is also married and came in late with her clothes still on from the night before. Still drunk too lol. She's 42 with three kids. Oh no. Oh god that's so bad. Oh my god bless her husband walking in to see that. Not much to say other than when did everyone turn into massive coke whores? No, this is so true. I feel like work do's actually do just prove to you that everyone's massive coke whore. (laughs) Worked at the estate agents for two weeks and then went to the do and at the after party, I put a child's slide on the owner of the company and slid down it, broke someone's vase and passed out at the guy's house and people carried me into his bed. <laughs> Woke up there the next day and on the Monday, the boss called me in for a meeting. Thought he was going to fire me, but he gave me a permanent position for being good crack. <laughs> that was the best possible outcome of that story. Oh my God, so this girl slapped our boss's arse and grabbed the manager's boobs and jiggled them. Oh dear God. <laughs> okay. Someone at my old job had just turned 18, got so drunk my manager had to let him sleep on their sofa. The poor guy woke up the next day to the ma- in the manager's house to them taking their kids to school. 
gave my manager a lap dance and then went home with another guy. Oh, God. Shagged my boss on a team night out. (laughs) My manager pissed at the bar in a club. Finding out all the gossip when your senior colleagues get drunk is the only reason I attend the Christmas do's. Yeah, I love going for the gossip and just finding the ins and outs out about everything. A newly married male colleague said me and my friend's bum looked great in our dresses. Oh my god, gross. Oh, actually, I just remember. You know what? I don't think this is a Christmas do, though. I think we just had like a work night out kind of thing, but it wasn't like the managers weren't involved. It was just kind of like we had all organized it and it was after work. I actually did go home early, but everyone else, I think, stayed out until like the next morning at someone's house and just like took it way too far and they were all working the next day. I actually was one of the ones that wasn't working the next day, thank God. But yeah, so they all woke up, right? They all woke up together, obviously. Or actually, maybe they hadn't gone to sleep. They were still awake um, partying and all decided they'd ring in sick separately, but from the same place. (laughs) So they all ring in sick and like actually try and milk it and pretend, you know, they weren't hungover. So the manager's obviously like, fuck, I've got four staff that are meant to be on today and all of them have rang in sick like trying to get covers so he's ringing people to try and get them covered and someone must have said when he was trying to get them covered weren't they all out together last night or I don't know but it basically came about where the manager found out and he was absolutely furious and he put them all on like a ban like a what would you call it he suspended them essentially for two weeks none of them got any shifts <laughs> I've only rang in sick to work once I think when I was hungover like I've rang in sick for genuinely being sick obviously outside of that but I'm talking about for just being hungover I think I've just done it the once and it was so bad right so I was the day before I went to this Sunday it was when I lived in Melbourne and I went to this Sunday day party festival thing It literally started though at like 12 o'clock so in my head I was like I'll be home in bed at the latest by 10 because say this thing's on until like 8 maybe go to a bar after for a couple of drinks back home wrapped up in bed for 10 working the next day at 10 a.m in the bar because I think that's the time you started out if you were opening. Also bear in mind I didn't really get hangovers at this point like for me to get a hangover I would have had to have been paralytic like I could drink a pretty substantial amount and be fine and go to work the next day unlike now (laughs) so yeah I go to the festival we all end up going back to the place that I work at and they had a really good Sunday parties out on their terrace they had this like DJ thing and everyone be like up dancing on the tables and up on the benches and stuff and it was so fun and I ended up just getting a bit carried away because all my work friends were there and I was probably getting free drinks free shots free everything (laughs) So yeah, just took it too far, drank way too much. Don't remember what time I got home at, but I just remember waking up and feeling like absolute death. And I was like, I think I actually woke up and ran to the toilet to be sick. And I was like, there's actually no way I can make it into work today. So (laughs) bear in mind, I was at my workplace the night before, paralytic. So I ring my manager that I'm on shift with and I was like, mate, I'm really sorry, but I've just woken up and I 
I didn't say I was hungover obviously that'd be awful I was like I really can't make it into work like I've just been sick in the toilet that wasn't a lie I had been sick in the toilet I was like yeah I've just been sick like I literally feel horrible I also sounded horrible you know when you're that hungover you can like hear it in your voice and he was like oh right no worries I'll try and get someone to cover for you so I'm like sweet fine he's like don't worry about it just go back to bed (laughs) two hours later I get a text from the same manager saying we have CCTV footage of you dancing on tables last night at 12 o'clock and I was like oh amazing (laughs) that's exactly what I wanted to hear I just had to be like yeah sorry I'm really sick from the amount I drank (laughs) I may have left that part out in our previous phone call so stupid like if you're gonna bring in to work sick from being hungover at least don't be out drinking the night before at your workplace like how dumb could you actually get but also I I wanted to be there it was my favorite place ever <laughs> it was one of those places where like I worked there but even on my days off I'd just be there every day of the week I ended up getting a disciplinary for that actually so like the next shift I worked I had to go in for like a one-to-one with that manager and then like the top guy like the guy that owns the company he just like had a really scary serious chat with me being like we know you're hungover blah 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 like that's so disrespectful all this stuff and I like I was well I was probably 20 at the time I was really in that mindset you know where your your boss is like a scary teacher to you almost that's what it felt like I literally felt like I was in the principal's office getting suspended or something but yeah no he just said basically that if I did it again I think I'd be sacked I'm not really sure but it was fine I'd never did it again. Thing is, heaps of people do it and actually get away with it, but I was just stupid for, yeah, as I said, drinking in my workplace. Oh my God, actually, at the same place, like at the same workplace, we didn't have our Christmas due. Like, it's quite common for when you work in hospitality to not have your Christmas due until like a good few months after Christmas because just it's like such a busy time of year then by the time they actually get around to like planning it and stuff it usually is like a good bit after Christmas so I think ours was in March or something we all ended up getting so drunk and like I was one of the few people working the next day of course (laughs) well to be fair I wasn't doing a morning shift I think I didn't start until like 6 or 7 p.m thank god because I honestly wouldn't have made it in for a morning shift A few of us had gone back to one of my friend's houses and we ended up just staying there and I think all of us were working the next day so we all just like got showers at their house and then went to work together and I'm not joking you I had to run every five minutes to the staff toilets to be sick and it got to the point where my manager was like just go home. Like, you are not doing us any favours right now. It's actually just painful to watch you, so just leave. It was so bad as well because the staff toilets were up the stairs. They were, like, up these tiny back stairs. Like, you know those stairs that are really narrow and really high? Like, really steep? And it was just, like, really clammy. It was, like, behind the kitchen, so it was really warm. And every time I'd just get this, like, you know, when you know you're going to be sick and then I'd have, like, 10 seconds to run up the stairs and I'd be sweating by the time I got to the toilet and then oh it just kept happening every five minutes it was a harrowing experience (laughs) all right that's the end of the Christmas do stories thank you all so much for sending them in I'm gonna be back next week with I thought it'd be nice to do like a little goal setting podcast for the new year now I'm not huge into like new year new me kind of mindset 
I think, you know, I think if I was, I don't know, I just think like use a Monday to do that. You don't need a new year to do that. But then I also do get it. But yeah, I just thought it'd be nice to sit down and do a little like goal setting episode and not, I'm not into making like big extravagant kind of like unrealistic goals or anything like that. And I also hate the, you know, the really redundant like go to the gym more like yeah obviously but everyone wants to do that all the time like not just for the new year but I thought just like initiating a bit of like I don't know excitement and kind of getting to the bottom of what brings you happiness and what brings you joy in your life and like how you can implement doing more of those things I thought that would be like a nice thing to kind of take into consideration when doing some goal setting for the new year so I've been working away at my list of things to do and I'll maybe get you guys to send some in for that but anyway thank you all so much for listening if you like this week's episode don't forget to share it with your friends and family or on your social media leave me a little five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts you can also actually on Spotify there's a new Q&A feature we're at the bottom of this you can like leave a little comment which is cool Also remember to click follow so that any new episodes come up on your new episodes playlist. Thank you all so much for your continued love and support. I hope you all have a lovely Christmas. I'll be back with one more episode before the new year so I will speak to you then on next week's episode. Bye!